2: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today.
3: Don't look now, but here come the Boston Celtics. What are the Dallas Mavericks in a post to Chris Stapp's Porzingis world? Plus, pitchers and catchers did not report as scheduled. So, where does Major League Baseball stand? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today.
2: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
3: The Boston Celtics have won nine in a row. The latest and absolute beatdown of the Philadelphia 76ers. No full steam Sixers just yet, but still Joel Embiid, the MVP favorite potentially, and this was a Boston team that had 40-plus, 50-plus point leads in the second half. Joining me now from Lachlan Celtics, John Corrales. John, this is a Boston team that for much of the first half of the season looked like it had no clue what was going on, and all of a sudden, they look great. What is the difference?
4: Well, it started with getting healthy, and you, you had a little run. Um, things just kind of came together at the right time where, where you had your starting lineup and you didn't have to mix and match. Eme Odocha, you know, a lot of criticism for how we used Dennis Schroeder at the beginning of the season. And, you know, just it was a guy that he could trust to some degree, but there wasn't a lot of uh, cohesion there with the rest of the team. You started to see as the season went on how that kind of uh, manifested itself. Now, when the Celtics got healthy, Marcus Smart came back and he was the starting point guard, things started to come together against some bad competition. But they started to – I compare it to like a boxer coming up and, and you know fighting some of those tomato cans and knocking them out, and you're like, all right, so you're knocking out nobodies. But you start to get into the habit of how to knock people out, and that's just now carried through. Now the addition of Derek White has helped kind of consolidate some of that talent. You get more on the floor with him. And we see in this Philly game Daniel Tice coming in for an injured Robert Williams and things not skipping a beat. So Celtics are just kind of rolling, defense first mentality, and, and they, they've just got it all clicking right now.
3: It helps when you get 57 points combined from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And and after you know some some whispers of, of questions about, okay, maybe the best path forward for Boston is to go with Jason Tatum and see what you can get for Jalen yeah. Brown. Those questions seem silly on a night like this where everything is working and, and you have the right complementary pieces around them playing well. So how has this changed your perspective on that?
4: It, it hasn't changed my perspective on that because I think that that talk has been silly the entire time. And it <laughs> right. was a major, a major, incredibly stupid overreaction to what had been going on. I mean, the Celtics had gone through a lot of the things that a lot of other teams had gone through. They'd gone through injuries and COVID and all of that stuff. And while every single team in the NBA basically had gone through some measure of that, it impacted the Celtics really negatively because they weren't built – to withstand extended absences of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And that's exactly what they had earlier this season. So having those guys together and again, that cohesion and understanding now that, okay, smart is the point guard. These guys are your wings. You've got your, your different looks to start and end the game, but it's pretty consistent. That has shown that it's not about these two guys necessarily playing together. It's about the whole team playing together and how now these two superstar or star-level wings, at the very least, can kind of open things up, and and when you have the right teammates around you, can really take advantage of that space.
3: We saw Marcus Smart go down in this game, a non-contact injury. Don't know about his status moving forward. If they're out with, with Smart two weeks or, or something like that, how big a blow is that for them?
4: Well, it's it's a, a, a bit of a blow here. If there's a, a silver lining to that, it's that their their next game is against the Detroit Pistons, and hopefully, you don't need Marcus Smart. To they did the win Detroit this game Mistons. handily
3: without Smart, too. That should be yeah, said,
4: <laughs> right? And you know he, that happened in the first half, and and they withstood it. Um, and then you go into the All Star break, so you get a couple of weeks for him to maybe get back. And if he does miss any time. It's really minimized by it being around the all-star break, but this is why Derek White is here. Derek White has similar characteristics where he's defensive-minded and he can do a lot of the things and he knows um, how to run an offense. And not only does he know how to run an offense, he comes over from San Antonio where Emi Odoka was his, uh, an assistant coach there for a couple of seasons, and Will Hardy, Celtics assistant, was an assistant coach there for four seasons. So terminology expectations the way they do things very similar so that that is a real good timing for Derek White to come kind of come in because the learning curve is much smaller
3: thanks for making locked on today your first listen of the day coming up what are the Mavs in a post Porzingis world that's next
2: if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on NFL scouting podcast Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
3: It was a milestone night for Sidney Crosby.
5: where everyone, Sidney Crosby finally got it done, and he got his 500th career goal. Hey, everyone, I'm Hunter Hodes, here with another little Locked On Now video as the Penguins got the 5-4 comeback win over the Philadelphia Flyers, but the biggest storyline was Sidney Crosby getting that milestone, and of course, it had to come against the Philadelphia Flyers. This is also his 50th career goal against Philly. Only Muriel Lemieux has more goals scored against the Flyers um, than Cindy Crosby. And it just, you know, it's another milestone in his historic career. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. In my mind, he's a top five player to ever lace him up. Um, And, you know, it came from his office. He's so good down low on the top power play you know he makes any goalie look lost and he did exactly that to carter hart tonight um he is now 26th all time um and with the most points scored in the nhl with 1370 and then he is now 45th all time um with the most career goals in nhl history for more on that plus a full game recap you can go check out locked on penguins wherever you get your podcasts
3: The Grizzlies were shorthanded, but they came up big against the Pelicans.
0: Less than the hour before the game against the Pelicans, the Grizzlies found out they were gonna be without John Morant and being one in six against the Pelicans and Taylor Jenkins time as Grizzlies head coach, it did not seem like it was going to add up to be a good night for the Grizzlies. Sean Coleman here with the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. And what did this team do? They did exactly what they have done all year long, played team basketball, and got a needed win, getting a bit of revenge against the Pelicans that has been forthcoming over the past couple of years. Again, despite the fact that off the court, I talked about it on Locked On Grizzlies for today's show, despite off the court, the Grizzlies clearly being the better team when it comes to roster building for the present and future. They just have not been able to solve the riddle that is the Pelicans on the court during the Morant, Gene Kinsera in Memphis. But tonight, they didn't need Morant. They just simply needed to play team ball. And two things that are really helping out this Grizzlies team right now are the fact 29 assists in this game, averaging nearly 30 per game in the month of February, showing that the Grizzlies are getting their offensive balance going in the right direction. But even more importantly, they held the Pelicans to four of 25 from three. The Grizzlies three-point defense is really stepping up as well. And the big performer of the night, Tyus Jones, a career high 27 points. Seven of his 11 highest scoring performances in his career have come this season. He is absolutely having a career year and continues to shine when John Morant is unavailable. Another team victory, a sweet victory with revenge against the Pelicans as the Grizzlies look out to close out the first half of the season tomorrow against the Portland Trailblazers. We'll have more for you on the postgame edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.
3: Longtime national star Ryan Zimmerman announced his retirement Tuesday, ending a decorated career in which he became the franchise leader in many major categories and boosted the team to its only World Series championship. The Nationals took Zimmerman with their first pick in the 2005 draft soon after the team moved from Montreal to Washington. He retires as the Nationals' career leader in games, runs, hits, total bases, doubles, home runs, and RBI. The L.A. County District Attorney's Office has decided not to charge Adrian Peterson in connection to his arrest at L.A. International Airport on Sunday for what airport officials said was domestic violence. Peterson's case will now be referred to the L.A. City Attorney, who will examine the case and still could charge Peterson with misdemeanor domestic violence. The free agent running back had told Fox 26 in Houston in a telephone interview on Monday that he and his wife, Ashley, got into an argument on the plane that was pretty much the gist of it he said I ended up grabbing her hand and taking her ring off her finger here's what to look for on bet online your number one spot for all your football action this season we're gonna have teams with Super Bowl odds for next year already yes the 2023 odds are out Kansas City sits at top at seven to one the Dallas Cowboys they're 14 to one. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Well, assuming Aaron Rodgers is on the team, they're 16 to 1. How about the New Orleans Saints at 40 to 1, the same as the Philadelphia Eagles? And at the bottom of the list, are you feeling really lucky? The Detroit Lions and the Houston Texans, both 150 to 1. For all your sports news and scores, Bet Online has you covered. Bet Online, where the game starts.
2: Here is another story you need to know.
3: The Dallas Mavericks got their first glimpse of their lives post-Chris Tapps Porzingis, at least with the players they got in that deal. And they beat the number one seed right now in the Eastern Conference the Miami Heat, 107-99. Joining me now from Locked on Mavs, Nick Angstat. Nick, uh, this was uh, a trade that I think came a little bit uh, of a surprise to a lot of fans. What are the early returns in a game where, by the way, Luka Doncic did not play well.
1: Luka Doncic scored zero points in the fourth quarter, and the Mavericks beat the number one team in the East on the road. I I mean, this team has played so differently than they did last season. And the the trade, the Mavericks didn't play without Porzingis for most of the time. And the record with and without Porzingis was essentially the same over the last couple of seasons. And so they decided... All right, let's take a little bit of a step backwards maybe this year, especially defending inside in the paint and all that. Porzingis have been doing well defending the rim this year. Let's take a little step back to get some more flexibility going forward, and that flexibility is not just about taking one big contract in a $34 million Porzingis and splitting it into Bertans making 16 and Dinwiddie making 18. It's also the versatility of, hey, we have one more guy that can handle the ball, that can actually dribble credibly, and it... (laughs) turns out that helps in basketball. And mm-hmm. then Davis Bertans who can, you know, light it up and and hit the you know, hit a three better than Porzingis actually could. And so you get some lineup flexibility as well. We saw some of that in this game.
3: So in terms of where they're going now, they're 34 and 24 in the West. The West at the top feels pretty solidified, but that in between, that feels that feels pretty wide open and and if this team can can coalesce a little bit, like who knows? Every every
1: team in that that weird group, right, the, the Jazz, Mavs, Nuggets, Timberwolves, Clippers, Lakers, that's kind of that middle ground of the of the West right now. And I don't think the Mavericks are scared of any of those teams, right? I think if Luca is playing the way that he is, the Mavs defense is playing the way that it has this year. That's completely different than what the Mavs have had the last two years, plus playing that Clippers team with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, right? You have to remember all that. that that's why the Mavs were out in the first round the last two years. They played an incredibly... You know, good Clippers team with Kawhi going just bananas in in the in the playoffs. I right. don't think the Mavs are scared of any of these teams unless maybe the Jazz start going on all cylinders. But even then, I don't think that they're they're worried about any of those teams. And so this year is it's wild how how different it is. Those top three teams in the in the West definitely would have some concerns. But the Mavs probably won't have to play either of those teams unless they make the next round.
3: Coming up, pitchers and catchers didn't report as scheduled, so where does Major League Baseball stand now?
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
3: Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on some of my New Year's resolutions, Um, but not this year when it comes to eating healthy. And I've actually been pretty good so far in my New Year's resolutions. Um, I'm I'm really kicking it back into high gear after being in LA for the Super Bowl last week and eating a lot of tacos. Oh, they were delicious too. But I'm trying to get back, especially with my snacking. That is the easiest place to get your eating habits right and Bilt Bar can help you do it by giving you something delicious to eat, something you will want to eat. You still get that nice little uh, dopamine hit when you taste it because they're all covered in 100% chocolate and They're high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, low in sugar, low in calories with flavors like chocolate, peanut butter, coconut, almond, mint brownie. We got white chocolate cookies and cream this month. Delicious flavors. I love the coconut brownie Um, puffs, which is I'm serious. Protein infused marshmallow. Think about that for a second. And if you don't know what I'm talking about or you haven't tried them yet, go to built.com and use the promo code locked 15 to get 15% off. Your next order, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com.
2: Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day.
3: In a normal season, pitchers and catchers would have reported yesterday, but we are not in a normal season with the league owners and players stuck at an impasse and locked out of the current baseball season. Joining me now from Locked on Reds, Jeff Carr. And Jeff, where do these negotiations stand as we sit here
6: mid-February? We're, I mean, incremental progress is a nice way to put it. I think it's really (laughs) more of a standstill. I think that the urgency or lack thereof between the players and the owners is the most concerning factor of all of this. Like you said. Pitchers and catchers were supposed to be reported yesterday. We were supposed to be talking about the outfits that Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray were showing up in and how awesome Tyler Stevenson is looking and how we're getting ready for a great second year of his career. And instead, we're talking about finances. We're talking about Revenue sharing. We're talking about all of these different things that the players have proposals that the owners don't want to talk about. And sure, they talked about the universal DH. They talked about getting rid of draft pick compensation for high dollar free agents signing elsewhere and things like that. At the end of the day, they're looking at a house on fire and they just pulled the weeds. It's uh, a lot, a lot of negative right now around Major League Baseball.
3: I love that metaphor so, so much. Uh, when do we start to get really concerned? I mean, I think that I, you have to be concerned right now that we yes. are going to have an on-time baseball season. I think on-time is probably a pipe dream at this point, but a baseball season period. So when do we start get to, to get worried that, hey, we we might not have anything resembling a regular season if this isn't figured out by this point?
6: March 31st is looking tenuous at this point. I I think that the most you can really go without a deal is four weeks to that day. We saw a three-week camp and summer camp there in 2020 leading up to the COVID-shortened season. So with that, I, I think that four weeks, everybody agrees you can pretty much get warm in that time frame, there's a lot of major league baseball players that would like to see the regular spring training shortened much closer to that. It's currently six to seven weeks, depending on who you are. So I, I look at this and I say, okay, if they can get a deal done by March 1st, we're all right. The only thing is, in order to get that deal done, I, I with all due respect to Rob Manfred's quote about their one breakthrough away, they need about six or seven breakthroughs at their current pace. And when you meet three times in two weeks, that's, sort of, uh, that, that's not great when you look at that frequency. Why
3: do you think there is no urgency if, as you said, they probably need to have a deal done in the next, what, two weeks? To have a season start on time, which also means lost revenue
6: for both the owners and the players. You've got two competing philosophies that almost are on two completely different playing fields. The owners are pretty set with the idea that they just needed to keep the status quo with the current CBA, and that would be fine. And they felt as though that would be a good move for the players. And they are pretty set in their revenue, the way that it's gone up. There's been a lot of reporting as to how the average revenue for each MLB team has gone up significantly over the last 15 years or so so with that they're kind of waiting this one out and then on the players side of things they lost the last two negotiations when you look at the way that the CBA has unfolded for them in recent years so they want to win they want to feel like they are coming out of these negotiations on top and when you put the idea of patience on the owners and a bit of revenge if we want to go that dramatic with the players, then you've got two sides that are just fine with not talking until they feel like they're getting their way. And because of that, you just, you've had no movement in the core philosophies that the owners won't talk about and that the players won't budge on.
3: And finally, Tyler Zombro, the Tampa Bay Rays minor leaguer who was struck in the head by a comebacker to the mound last June, told the Tampa Bay Times in a story published Tuesday that he plans to resume. His pitching career. He told The Times he had a follow up CT scan on his head in December and it showed that the fractures he suffered had healed. As a result, Zombo plans to report to minor league spring training and believes he'll be on the mound when the minor league season begins. Of course, whenever that happens to be. Coming up Thursday, do the Rams have a head coach for next season? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.